Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hello, recovery community. How are you? It's Angie Reno. Good to be here. I am in the process of moving households, so I'm not as diligent as I usually am on podcasts. That's okay. And actually, I'm so excited about moving. I cannot wait. I've been waiting to do this for a couple months now. So looking forward to getting into my new place and getting settled. I'll have an office again so I can get back to bringing some really good material to this podcast. Now, what I want to talk about today, because I have an interview coming up with an expert on craft, is the craft methodology. CRAFT stands for Community Reinforcement Approach to Family Training. And I want to just stay with those words a little bit because I'm learning so much lately. Um, on a side note, I, I don't consider myself a religious person, but I do consider myself as a person who works very hard to have a relationship with God. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but it does to me. And I, because of it, I am starting to read the Bible. I remember my dad, who I have openly said, um, is a part of the genetic disposition towards <laughs> addiction. He would say, probably some of us in our family, we do drink too much, right? But um, one time when we were driving over to see his sister, we had a deep discussion about God and and um, the presence of a higher power. And at the time, I didn't recognize those words, higher power. And uh, my dad's gone. But when I look back now, I think, wow, okay, he did give it a shot. And I know he did, because now that I know the 12 steps pretty well, I hear some of his uh, his philosophies, which include what somebody thinks of me is none of my business and how he approached worry. But a uh, little, little bit of a side note there. But because of it, because of my dad's encouragement for me to read the Bible as, quote unquote, one of the best books ever written about man <laughs> and our journey on this on this earth, I'm going through a realization that, and I'm going to use a term my son uses a lot, the human condition consists of so much opportunity to learn. And as we're faced with the learning, I think we have all these nuances of community, right? And how to engage with the community. We have these boundaries of what community is and these expectations of how we engage in those communities, right? And then you throw in addiction. And what I'm learning is that the hard stop of boundaries and expectations, there's so many nuances of this journey that each, in my opinion, my very, very, very humble opinion, that each situation is different. 
And I'm coming to the realization that the formula for dealing with a person that is addicted has to be taken on with the ability to understand that every individual is different and that every family system is different. Now that I'm getting into interviewing more people, reading more material, I understand that community is probably the most important part of any recovery journey. So I want to pull the thread on that concept in a few different ways. The community that you have as a parent when you first realize that your child is addicted, and it could be to substances or alcohol, so SUD or AUD, substance use disorder or alcohol use disorder, the community you have when you discover that is going to shift. The reason being, if you look at the percentage of addiction in America, we've got about 20 million adults. I think we have about 12 million adolescents, right? For the entire population, although addiction is vastly on the uptick, that is still a smaller percentage than the average household. So the community that you have around you may not understand what you're going through. It is really important. That's why I'm still attending parent groups several years after putting my son in treatment. I still attend parent groups because I can connect to those parents. I know the journey that they've been through. They know the journey that I've been through. And our journeys are different. Equally, the community that your child is in as they use drugs must shift after they go into treatment and come back home or go to the next stage of their treatment. That community has to understand what they're going through, right? And that's where part of the craft technique comes in. The way the craft system works is there's a lot of relearning. There's a lot of learning about how to take care of oneself as a family member that is in the situation. And I love that because honestly, and I've said this so many times, the treatment center professionals, if you have a good treatment center, they're going to say, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Your child is in our hands for now, right? What are you doing at home? What are you learning? What are you practicing? Are you exercising? Are you eating right? What did you do for yourself today? It is so integral. If you're listening to this and your child is battling SUDs, AUD, what are you doing for yourself? And if you're in the middle of chaos, I get it. I so understand where you are right now. You're like, I can't even see a light at the end of the tunnel, much less the tunnel. I get it. But it's something that if you have a good community, your community is going to start asking you that, hey, are you taking care of yourself? How are you doing? Another aspect of craft, and even though I introduced the higher power in this podcast, because that's my thing, is that craft doesn't require a higher power. It doesn't require the focus on powerless. Some people like that. Other people, they do not. They need to have that higher power focus. And that's okay. 
the focus of craft also is to support the loved one getting treatment. Whereas Al-Anon is, I have to focus on myself. So there's a lot of different moving parts here. For anybody who has an identified person who's going into treatment, it is so important to know all of the available programs that are out there. Craft is the family caring for themselves, taking back control of their lives, understanding triggers that lead to a loved one's substance use. Several therapists that I've had on this podcast have definitely drilled down to that. It's not just about the addiction. It's about the triggers that lead the person to addiction. What are they feeling inside, right? Craft also focuses on rewarding a loved one when he or she doesn't use substances, the positive reward, even if it's just one to 2% of a change, really calling that out, right? And that's, that comes in positive communication. And it's the encouragement of a substance user to seek treatment. The other skill set that if you do join a craft community or you go online and take a craft course, you'll learn how to spot signs of domestic violence and getting away from that, understanding when it's escalating. There's also another aspect of craft in that it is used in countries like Australia, Holland, Ireland, Sweden. It's not as widely used yet in the United States comparative to the 12-step programs, but it's slowly getting more attention and the building out of institutions and organizations and community resources is happening as well. All right, I'm going to put several links in the show notes for craft resources. I'm so excited about bringing you this interview. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, it's not because you want to learn about you know, design or food or whatever. I know this is a really tough thing. And if you're listening, you're probably going through a lot. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. There's so many of us out here that are on this journey to recovery and it's going to be okay. All right. Well, with that, I will bid you adieu. To connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram, siblinghood of recovery, You can also hit up my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. Most of all, remember, be good to yourself and do the work because it does work. All right, I'll talk to you later.